I want to let you know that you are not alone. God himself tells us to be angry. Seriously, he says, do not be afraid. Not that we wouldn't feel afraid. He tells us to be courageous, not that we wouldn't be discouraged at times. All right, so you've been wronged, you've been hurt, you've been cheated on, and now you are angry at God. Whatever negative thing that has happened in your life may leave you feeling like God doesn't care or wondering why he didn't intervene when he should have. And now you're thinking to yourself, how could you possibly trust him? Isn't he supposed to love you? Maybe you're not even sure he exists. Being angry with God is normal. It's rare a believer who can say they've never been angry with God. And as much as we might not like to admit it, most of us have been periodically unhappy with God in the way our lives have gone. If you're feeling angry with God, you are not alone. And full, full transparency moment, the root of my anger was revealed when I was honest with God about my frustrations during a time in my life where I recently was tested by God in the area of forgiveness. And as children of God, you know that you'll come across all negative kinds of people. And what does God tell us to do? Forgive them. Love them. Why? Because we are called to love God and one another. The Holy Spirit led me to the book of Matthew 24, 12, which says, Because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. Recently, I've been concerned with the lack of or with the rise of biblical illiteracy taking place within the body of Christ. Anywhere from false prophecies, witchcraft, demonization, etc. You see it and you're filled with righteous anger because clearly things are out of control and you're wondering where God is in all of this. I don't necessarily believe that Pride and stubbornness is at the root of why many don't respect pastors or leaders in the church anymore. The truth is, many of us, we feel let down due to the lies, deception, and wickedness taking place inside the church. There's a lack of accountability and injustices going unnoticed or worse, unresolved. Pause again. <laughs> Being honest with God is not a bad thing. I think of the psalmist David and when he wrote, How long, Lord, will you hide yourself forever? Will your anger keep burning like fire? The prophet Habakkuk cried out similar words. How long, Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen or cry to you violence, but you do not save? Moses, also someone who questioned um, the, the, the intentions of what God was doing when he was leading the people into the promised land. He said to God, why have you brought this trouble on your servant? What have I done to displease you? These great biblical figures were not immune to suffering and feelings of injustice. They were just honest about their feelings, but also they acknowledged God as holy and that his ways are way above our ways. So, is it okay to have beef with God and how he's allowed certain things to go down? In short, yes, it is okay to be upset with the things that are outside of our control, but it's never okay to question God and his sovereignty. God gives us permission to be angry. 
Let me prove it to you. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. First off, you are not being punished. This struggle that you are facing is a part of your journey to becoming like Christ. If God warned you or filled you in about every little detail that would take place before your elevation and before your breakthrough, you would have not gone through the fire. You would have said like, Lord, this is too much or it don't take all this. Oftentimes, believers, we have this mess up thought process in which we've convinced ourselves that if we are a child of God, that means life will be easy and no more heartbreak or devils will reach us because God is our protector and our defender, right? There's no way we can lose. Those are biblically inaccurate claims. This couldn't be the furthest thing from the truth. James writes in his letter, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. And let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. And what I believe James is trying to tell us here, and also what God is saying to his children, when are you going to grow up? When are you going to put childish things aside? I've warned you that many false prophets will arise and lead many astray, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. I think the problem is we know this intellectually, but it hasn't been received emotionally, meaning it hasn't taken its full effect. And I talk about this more in depth in another episode, Counterfeits. You may have been fed by an unclean bird. And I really encourage the saints to watch and listen to um, that video with your spiritual eyes and your spiritual ears to understand why you are constantly frustrated with God. But on this episode, I want to let you know that you are not alone. God himself tells us to be angry. Seriously, he says, do not be afraid. Not that we wouldn't feel afraid. He tells us to be courageous, not that we wouldn't be discouraged at times. He told us to be angry and do not sin. He wants us to feel our emotions, not be controlled by them. And this lesson took me way too long to learn. I've been suppressing my feelings since I was a little girl and it hasn't gotten me anywhere. I was just more angry at myself more than anything. Those people didn't hurt you. The church didn't hurt you. Heck, God didn't hurt you. You hurt you. It's one thing to not know better and make a mistake, but when you know better and fail to do better, that hurts way more because you can't blame or be mad at anyone but yourself. But there is grace and mercy available to you. I... I release a short entitled, A Prayer to Forgive Yourself. And this is often a step that most of us forget in the process of forgiveness. And yes, there is a process to forgive. You want to repent for sins known and unknown, but you also want to make sure you forgive yourself too. You see, God will always be for us more than we are for ourselves. God will love us more than we will love him and ourselves. He always thinks of our best interests, but... Due to humanity, 
Our decision-making is affected by our emotions. Let it be known that feelings are good. They are there to let you know what's going on within your body. However, feelings are indicators, not initiators. This is why God tells us to be angry and do not sin. I want to take a look at a familiar passage, um, a familiar biblical character in the Bible. We know him all uh, so well. One of the greatest leaders of <laughs> in his time. His name is Moses. And I believe Moses, like some of us, have failed to see the importance of controlling his emotions. He lost his temper on the Israelites. And I want to break down this passage of scripture. Take a listen to this. Then Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock, and he said to them, Hear now, you rebels, shall we bring water for you out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand and struck the rock with his staff twice, and water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank and their livestock. And the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not believe in me, to uphold me as holy in the eyes of the people of Israel, Therefore, you shall not bring this assembly into the land that I have given. Did you catch that? Moses and Aaron's disobedience meant that they could not enter nor lead the Israelites into the promised land. Their disobedience was not anger. It was unbelief. You cannot worship and worry at the same time. This is why God commands us, do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. The enemy prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. We are told to resist him, firm in our faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. And when we resist the enemy, he has no choice but to flee. That is God's word, and God is a man that he should not lie. So you may be asking, how do I be angry and not sin? Simple. Talk to Jesus. Be humble in your approach. Also be honest and vulnerable like David with your prayers. God wants, no, he expects this from all his children. God does not expect us to be sinless, but he doesn't invite to us to be honest. Being honest with God means my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Let me tell you something. I am a living, breathing witness that God specializes in turning weaknesses into strengths because God is not limited by our limitations. I've owned up to my imperfections. On this very channel, I've confessed my sin of pornography and many other shortcomings on this very platform. My weaknesses have kept me humble, reliant, and dependent on God. The more honest you are, the more God's grace you get. And I'm sure you've heard that God cannot bless who you pretend to be. It's true. He will not enter where he's not invited. He stands at the door and knocks until you are ready to let him in so he can work in and through you. This does not mean you need to be perfect. Remember, God does not expect us to be sinless, but he, he invites us to be honest. Saints, I pray that this episode was a blessing to you as it was for me. Remember, you are not alone. And I would really love for you to share 
in the comment section below your testimonies about how God is moving in your life right now. Be blessed and I will catch you in the next one.